for the engineering crew at Progressive Radio Voices and our guest, uh, uh, I guess she goes by T, T Fortin Barnes. We're going to have her on to talk about uh, healthy indoor air and things like that and stop using the pretty poisons on our skin. So we're going to be talking about that. But you can always get more information about our events at naturalnurse.com and, of course, drzenaturally.com. And we're really trying to, at this point, focus on our Jamaica trip because we're winding down our summer workshops and fun shops and then focusing on our trip in March to the West Indies to learn about the medicines in the jungle and rainforest of Jamaica. So if you'd like more information about that, they just made a great documentary on myself and the natural nurse and our many decades association and study with Jamaican bush doctors and shaman. And that's on YouTube. We could send you a link if you contact us at our website, Dr. Z Naturally or naturalnurse.com. So, yeah, today's program is going to be with uh, Teresa. She goes by T. And um, her last name is Fortin Barnes. And the subject is Detox Your Home. She's a home detox guru. And she grew up in a very healthy home in the 60s and 70s. And she has been helping people for over 40 years keep toxins out of their homes. She's an entrepreneur, activist, podcast host, and educator. And spreading awareness of chemicals and everyday products that could cause autoimmune disease, cancer, and other health issues. And she's trying to guide people in creating a less toxic home and lifestyle because that stuff counts. Um, and um, we're really uh, excited to have her on to talk about this because we were t- I was talking about this at a conference I just went to. So, T, are you there? Hello. Let's see if I'm muted. P, are you there? Hi, is that you, T? Check one, two. Check one, two, three. I guess I'm not sure if I'm on the air or not or not. Can everyone hear me? Can you wave if you hear me? No, I'm not sure. Okay, so I guess uh we are on the air, but uh not sure why we can't get the guest uh on. So we're just gonna talk about I guess we'll talk more about our Jamaica trip. So we're really excited. To take people to Jamaica, it was just accepted as a course in a medical school. So we're going to, um, you know, be not only having groups of doctors there, but, you know, photographers and people that are interested in, in um, you know, holistic health and natural medicine and herbal medicine and studying the plants of the rainforest, which have become, you know, the kind of the drugs of the past. Um, so we're really excited to bring people to Jamaica. It's a week-long trip into the nice north coast of Jamaica, 
And yeah, you can get more information on naturalnurse.com and Dr. Z Naturally. I think we have our guest on. Hi, T. How are you? Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. Beautiful, Technical beautiful. difficulties here. No worries. Yeah, that's that. That's the benefit. That's the faux pas of live radio, of live podcasting or radio. Actually, we we really do radio. Myself and the natural nurse, uh, we're on real radio stations still, but I, it's kind of a blur between radio and podcast. But it's good to have you. Hey, it's good to have I you. I see a lot. Of, I see a lot of house plants. House plants in your area cleaning the air, so that's kind of really what we're talking about. Uh, the what, what my illustrious friend uh, uh, Master Harris, because he's a Qigong master, he used to be on my show, on our show a lot, and he used to call cosmetics pretty poisons. I love that term. Mm -hmm. Isn't that a great term? The pretty poisons that we put on our skin and the things that we breathe in. So. Tell us a little bit about what what launched you into uh, getting involved in uh, natural um, green home, um, you know, counseling and and product development and things like that. Well, I was fortunate uh, to grow up in the '60s and '70s, and uh, fortunate that my mother uh, was very ahead of her times, knowing what was being put in products, knowing what was being put in food. And she protected all five of us in the city of Buffalo and worked at our little, uh, food co-op and was very knowledgeable about cleaning supplies, about food. I mean, we'd come home and have hummus and, uh, celery and carrots and cottage cheese for our snack. And our friends were going to McDonald's and Burger King and pizza and all the other junk food that was inundating our lives back in the 60s and 70s, along with all the chemicals that were being used to clean all the um, all of our homes. And we used uh, baking soda and vinegar pretty much to clean the entire house. And uh, we were extremely healthy, I must say. And then when I got a little bit older, I started realizing we were kind of the abnormal ones. People were calling us uh, granola heads. Um, I didn't care. It didn't matter. I went to college uh, in the early 80s and I went for a major in business and a minor in health to open up what you know as Whole Foods, which I never opened up Whole Foods. I had a business plan to open up this big supermarket that everybody could learn about what was out there and what to stay away from. I ended up uh, I was also uh, a party planner at heart, and I have had a party planning business for 37 years here in Buffalo. But throughout those past 37 years, I have never lost uh, touch with what I really set my life out to do and to help people learn about the toxins in our homes and in our air and in our lives. And I've helped people just detox their, their homes over the past three, four decades. And then in 2020, uh, actually prior to the pandemic, weird enough, I decided I just wanted to start stepping away from event planning. I had planned over 700 events and I wanted to really dive into what I really wanted to set out to do the rest of my life. And that was really help people learn, teach them on these toxins and all of these chemicals that are inundating our homes, our lives, our food, and all the products that we use. Great. That's, that's fantastic and very admirable. Thank you. Uh, tell us a little bit about, um, you know, the absorption of these chemicals and the ubiquitousness of them in our culture. So, for instance, like, 
people go to the grocery store and they buy certainly food and cosmetics and things for their home and furniture and new mattresses and you know things like rugs and i guess all these things really off gas chemicals but the chemicals are a variety of of many things let me just I'll, before you answer let me just tell you an interesting story so i had two patients that married and you know they just bought a mattress husband and wife and all of a sudden they started to get sick Right, and they came into my office, and I was like, "Hmm, trying to be a good detective to try to figure out what did they do differently in the last, say, six or eight months since I saw them previously." And so I ended up uh, checking their body for toxic substances. There's a couple tests out there, and I found that they were very had probably the highest antimony levels that I've ever seen. And then I started researching that antimonies used in fire retardants and clothing and mattresses. And that was it. It was the mattress. So they ended up getting rid of it and getting a natural mattress. And so goes that interesting story. So it took detective work on my part. They had no clue. I didn't. I mean, really, I didn't until I started to research this. So tell us tell us about how this became so ubiquitous in American America, excuse me. So, yeah, it's interesting you should bring up mattresses, too, because uh, there's a gentleman here in Buffalo that worked at a mattress factory uh, somewhere in the western New York area. And they had to go into the factory with masks on. And he said, every time I enter into the factory, there's this like blue uh um, air of chemicals that you could just see and breathe and we're all breathing this in and he went and did some research and realized how toxic these beds were that they were all making uh, mainstream uh, bedding and he went out and started his own mattress company here in Buffalo, New York. So I've been fortunate to have him. Thankfully, there's a lot of manufacturers now um, that make healthy beds. You just have to be very careful. The The amount of chemicals in beds is also extremely toxic. And it's very sad to me that that is allowed and unregulated uh, per se. So that along with pillows on top of it, and you're sleeping on all these um, bedding, this bedding. So it's really almost everything. It's it can be overwhelming, and every time I talk about this, I try to get people to realize you just take small steps. You can't go out and throw your bed out tomorrow and throw your furniture out. You have to <laughs> take small steps, right? Yeah. And the 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 because it can be overwhelming, and I I do know people that have taken gone through their home and just said I got to get rid of everything, and uh, I love helping people do that, by the way, but. That is expensive and it's um, painful to do. But why are we where we are today with all of this? And the chemical industry is so powerful in our our world. But let's just talk about the United States because there's so little regulation when it comes to 
products and these companies manufacturing them. They are self-regulated. So you can put a cleaning supply on the market. You do not have to have it tested. You do not have to put all the ingredients on there. Mm. You are trusting these manufacturers with your health, with the pro- with the ingredients they are using in their in their laundry detergent, in their cleaning supplies, they have the word fragrance on there. They are throwing a myriad of chemicals into your products that they don't have to tell you what's in that fragrance. So the the most important thing is in everything that you bring in your home, you want to check what is it you're bringing in your home there's certain things you can't get away with like i just bought new sneakers you know that smell when you open up your new sneakers it reeks it outgasses of chemicals those are all chemicals i always put those outside i'm constantly uh, dry cleaning before dry cleaning even comes into the house it's got to hang outside and outgas and get rid of those chemicals the the cleaning supplies you're using that you are thinking you are cleaning your house with when you are actually making it dirty with chemicals that you are using in the air in your home that you want to have fresh air in your home that you're polluting your home with chemicals that are you think are cleaning your home and they can put in i mean from an ammonia to 40 other chemicals they're pouring into these products and making you think you need five products to clean your home. I clean with vinegar and baking soda. I and it's and essential oils. Those are they've been around for generations. So those looking at your label and reading it and starting to understand what are these things I'm spraying on my countertop? What are these these chemicals I can't pronounce? You know, some of them might be not horrible, but the majority of them, to me, I don't want them in my life. And what they're doing, they're not only coming into your home, they're getting into your system. You're either breathing them in, you're touching them, your dogs, your kids, the floor, you name it. And our air in our house is somewhere between two and a hundred times more toxic, more polluted than the outdoor air. People think the outdoor air is polluted. It's really the indoor air because people are using so many chemicals in their home and bringing in products such as rugging and flooring and new builds. I mean, the amount of chemicals that a new build has, if they're not using low VOC products in their paint or their uh, products that they use to build. So it's it's just making the consumer more conscious of what you are bringing in your home. You know, a candle, you think the innocent candle, how can a candle be bad? A candle can be horrible for your indoor air, depending on what is in that candle? And is it a is it a lead wick um, candle? I mean, there's and they put fragrance in it to make you think it's lavender, and there's no lavender in it whatsoever. So, and that's those are like little things that you really want to start to pay attention to um, from top to bottom, cleaning supplies to your shampoos to your makeup. Um, the good thing is our food is regulated, but unfortunately, that's a we could sit here and talk about food for another five hours. 
<laughs> but we have choices. That's the beautiful thing about it. There's so many choices on the market these days for healthy, natural products. You just have to pay attention and know where to go for them. So we've had a very like damp, kind of moldy summer on the East Coast here, for instance. You know, you're you're upstate New York. I'm in Connecticut. Other listeners or wherever they are. Some people have been, you know, they've had a dry summer and a lot of people have had a very wet summer. So that breeds mold and things like mm-hmm. that. So what do you do if like your, you know, your kind of uh, part of your home is finished, but it's in like the lower area of the house and it has a musty odor. I mean, people, they kind of, uh, I guess, get things to cover that up or or use some type of purification and HEPA filters and things that off the top of my head, I don't. I'm not really an authority in that you are. So what do people do if they have like a, you know, a, you know, a, a cer- certain odor to the home and they can't really open the windows right away to air it out because of the air quality outside of humidity or whatever. Yeah. Mold is very, uh, I mean, I'm not a mold expert, but I know enough about it because I was uh, affected and I got very sick from black mold mm-hmm. uh, when we were living out in Laguna beach, California and I flu like symptoms every day. And then I'd go outside and I feel better. All of a sudden we saw where the mold was and it was right near the bed where we're sleeping every night, which makes sense why I was sick the next day. So at basements, yes, um, we have uh, a basement obviously, and it's, we have a dehumidifier down there. Number one, just to kill, you know, suck up some of the humid uh, moist air, which you don't want because you don't want that uh, growing into mold into your house. You mentioned an air purifier as well, a HEPA grade, absolutely 100% HEPA grade uh, air purifier, not only for the basement, we use them in on every three, in our basement, first floor, and in our sleeping uh, area, we use a HEPA grade. Um, we use Austin Air because I believe in their product and it's made here in Buffalo, New York, by the way. But um, I, I highly uh, suggest an air purifier, especially in your bedroom. Um, It's changed our life uh, and more so my husband used to snore all the time and now he doesn't snore, which is great. That was like the biggest change in our life, but more so that it definitely, um, helps with any outgassing VOCs uh, in the air in your home. It's interesting because this is the hardest area for me to get people to understand because typically you can't smell the chemicals unless it's fragrance, uh, which is artificial. There is no natural fragrance except essential oils. Um, And it's hard for me to get people to understand how toxic their indoor air is. I have indoor air quality monitors that I use that will show me if there's anything that's out of balance in my home. I've taken them into people's homes before. Anybody can buy them. They're all, I mean, there's lots of different varieties of indoor air quality monitors, but they show you the levels. And when I show people the toxic levels of their air in their home, and then they bring, I help them, you know, figure out where it's coming from, and then they get an air purifier. It's it's a huge difference. It's it's helped people with allergies. It's helped people with asthma. Um, sometimes people think that you know they wake up with a sore throat in the morning, and really it's their 
the outgassing of their laundry detergent in their pillows and their sheets mm-hmm. that they're breathing in every single night and causing uh, scratchy throats or hay fever. And people start realizing it's these chemicals that are potentially causing a lot of these symptoms that are not addressed and the root cause of instead they're going out and getting Claritin or whatever all those products on the market are going to their doctor and the doctor what they do is they prescribe you with something for your hay fever instead of let's look at what what else could be causing it right and steroids for your you know to open things steroids oh my gosh yes everything and and medicating uh nothing against doctors but they're trained to give you medicine they have very little uh, what I've been told, less than six hours of preventative medicine and finding out what is that root cause of your acne, your allergies, your everything, you know, these simple things that, and guess who feeds into that? All the pharmaceutical companies that make all these products. They don't want you knowing that you can maybe look and see what could be causing some of this before, uh, you know, taking their medicine that's that's the key and i've heard hundreds of people's stories of solving their issues with detoxing their home and getting rid of these products and slowly but surely a lot of their uh, symptoms go away wow that's great so um i guess some of this has to do with cleaning products and some of this has to do with deodorizing products and some of, and we talked about you talked about things that you launder your clothing with. I remember reading about just using um, borax <laughs> as a uh, laundry uh, booster, and all the and you could right away to the company that makes borax. Again, we're not commercial, so we try not to you know mention companies. Right. People, people understand that they can go on the internet and find anything now, so that's fine. But you know, so <laughs> so I wrote away and looked at all these applications of of using borax for a zillion things. So we kind of incorporated that into the house and you know try to cut down on our um, certain things. But I guess people don't know um, what they're doing leaves a residue. So even though they're washing their clothes, it can leave a residue which can affect them. Because the skin, oh, the yeah. largest, the skin is the largest, you know, next to breathing, which we have to do every, you know, every couple seconds. Um, the next, the next big entry into the body would be, I guess, the skin, which is some people say that that's the largest organ in the body. I think they're right. Yep. Yeah. So anything that you come in contact with, whether you're breathing it in or wearing it on your body clothing wise or lotion on your skin all those chemicals are getting into your system and what do they do like i know you know from a you know i'm a licensed naturopath and so we took a lot of environmental medicine unlike other medical disciplines and i remember my professor dr crinion i think he passed away a while ago but he was always talking about and looking at aromatics, aliphatics, petrochemicals, and even following up with the the famous National Adipose study where they looked at people across the country and they kind of 
jabbed a needle in their fat rolls <laughs> and they wanted to see what was in people's fat. And they randomly chose a thousand people across the country. And it was amazing this the stuff in people's bodies. Like everybody had styrofoam. Everybody yep. had some type of residue of petrochemicals from pumping their gas. People had many dyes and preservatives. Everybody had aluminum. I mean, it was just, it was pretty scary. And they even did some infants too, which I guess they're getting it from their mom. So it's pretty scary. And I guess this could lead to cancer and whatnot. You were telling, you were saying in your, in some of the things you sent us that these can lead to alterations of DNA. Tell us how, like these chemicals, what these chemicals do to us. Yeah, so there is, a, I mean, you mentioned quite a few things there. What are they doing to us? And what are all of these chemicals when they get in our bodies? How are they mixing with one another either in our bloodstream, in our urine, in our skin? Nobody will know the answer to that, but I will tell you, they do know the answer when they test people's bodies. And I had mine tested and mm -hmm. the, the only chemical that was of uh, of um, any kind of detection, because I, of course, eat all organic, I don't put any chemicals near me, uh, was BPA. And I'm like, BPA, that's basically in plastic, right? And we figured out that was from the coffee maker that we were using every morning because it was heating up the plastic and dumping BPA in my coffee. And well, I you're driving a car, I'm sure. <laughs> There's plastic in cars. so Yeah, new... but this I was drinking. I understand. But, I mean, if, you, if you're smelling that new car, basically oh. smell things. If you smell things, that means little molecules of those things are getting into your olfactory. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. Right. Outgassing. Yeah. So the, you know, the, your question was what there are so there's 80,000 chemicals on the market. Wow. There's only 11 that are regulated here in the United States. In the European union, there's 1100, the European union. Some people go over there and say, wow, I can, I can use some of the products. I can eat their bread. Well, they don't allow glyphosate. They don't, I mean, they are much more aggressive when it comes to the chemicals they're using in that country. I don't know if that's because the major chemical companies here in the United States, but here nor there, 80,000 chemicals, it's crazy to think about that. And that they're in almost everything you touch every single day. So you want to eliminate as many as possible so you're not taking in these chemicals. A woman puts on her skin somewhere around 148 chemicals a day. A man is is closer to like 112 from your lotions, hairspray, uh, toothpaste, uh, makeup. Uh, Aftershave, deodorant. Aftershave, deodorant. And how all that is affecting your body and a lot of the chemicals in there are known carcinogens they are known to cause cancer why are they still in our products why well, they're, we not, ask they're that. not generally they're not gen the grass the you know the old grass affiliation generally regarded as safe i don't think that means much but anyway no it doesn't and yeah. people think well why would it be on the market and exactly why i'm telling you you can go out and put something on the market and say it's safe and you will be able to sell it. There is no, there is such little regulation when it comes to products on the market today. 
and the 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 then the, then you get into some of the chemicals um you wanted some examples endocrine disruptor chemicals there's a whole a whole list of these chemicals that basically alter your hormones and they are mimicking your hormones so girls are getting their their periods much earlier because it's their bodies are telling them they have all these hormones in their body men men's t- men's um sperm count is going way down we have a huge issue with sperm count we have a huge issue with women getting pregnant in this country as well there, there is a correlation there there's a correlation between all of the cancer um rates going way up chemicals more chemicals more cancer and we don't hear enough about preventing let's prevent people from using these chemicals that could possibly prevent cancer prevent illness prevent diseases that are possibly being caused or ex- um, accelerated by so many of these chemicals and there have been study after study after study of them taking uh families to having them eat all organic food reducing their their um uh levels of uh chemical exposure and all of a sudden they test them before test them after and their levels of chemicals in their bodies go way down which is very promising because anybody can reduce their toxic level so we'll hold that thought because we're going to take a break and then when we return we'll talk more about alternatives to these things and also you know from my perspective as a physician we work to help get these chemicals out of your body t saying don't put them in there in the first place so i think between you and i putting our uh, heads together we're going to get much healthier people so let's hold that thought and we'll be back with more of the natural nurse and dr z when we return on this edition of the natural medicine chest we'll take a look at the soybean its phytochemistry and its role as a food and medicine It is exciting to see a resurgence in research by universities and food scientists on the role that foods play in disease prevention. Many of these institutions, such as the United Soybean Board, the American Soybean Farmers Association, and the National Cancer Institute, are busy developing designer foods, or superfoods, concentrating the essential nutrients and phytochemicals in soybeans and other foods that have potent medicinal effects. Commonly known foods which have soy in them include soy milk, a cheese-like substance called tofu, tempeh, a fermented soy protein, and tamari, a fermented soy sauce. The soybean is a rich source of many nutrients, including selenium, zinc, beta-carotene, vitamins A, C, and E, and 20 of the 22 amino acids. Soy also contains essential fatty acids. Research on soy foods is vast and well-known to health enthusiasts, although the general public and physicians in the United States may not be aware of this plethora of research. In Japan and China, however, this is not the case, as a voluminous number of scientific studies have been carried out in animals and humans. Chinese studies reveal that soy products can increase the ability, rate of activity, and number of white blood cells. Patients receiving chemotherapy and radiation can benefit from drinking soy milk, which in several studies demonstrated a protective effect on the liver and gastrointestinal system. 
It is interesting to note that the British journal Lancet revealed that vegetarians and Asians who ingest high amounts of soy have the lowest rates of cancer. This is due to one of soy's constituents called genistein. This chemical is a phytoestrogen or plant estrogen which can decrease and block the uptake of human estrogen and testosterone as well as enhance its excretion. Like the drug tamoxifen, it competes with estrogen for uptake in the reproductive tissues. By doing so, hormone-dependent cancers like ovarian, breast, and prostate cancers may be prevented. In conditions where there is a deficiency of hormones, such as osteoporosis and menopause, soy isoflavones, such as genistein, can weakly mimic estrogen and reduce the severity of these problems. So, listeners, don't count out the versatile soybean. Make it a delicious and nutritious part of your natural medicine chest. And that brings us back to the program here. We're so glad you could join us on this uh, wonderful day. And uh, we're really just having a great discussion about uh, chemicals in our environment and how to stop them and prevent these things from causing cancer, causing, we just talked about how soy competes with estrogen receptors. Well, it, it might even compete with plastic, like BPA receptors and things like that. So we have uh, T. Uh, Fortin Barnes here, and she's our detox your home guru and health coach and giving us the the skinny on green living. And so we're really happy that she's joining us because that's real. I, I love the idea of preventing things before they become a problem. So welcome back, T. Ah, thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about um, uh, the. You know, we were talking about it on our little mini show there that you know cancer can be caused by turning on estrogen receptors or other receptors in the body, and and many plastics and chemicals do that. Uh, and they, you mentioned that they're causing low sperm count and that's true i remember reading some studies about the even young babies that are in utero after they're born their testes not descending into the scrotum because that kind of has has to happen in a male and that can create infertility as they get older and you know we as a species can't afford that you know <laughs> because of these and the result of the chemicals on our body and impacting and it impacts the men's uh, Leydig cells which are responsible to make testosterone and the Sertoli cells which makes sper spermatozoa you mentioned infertility and things like that cancer asthma atopic dermatitis or eczema I've seen with you know chemical exposures mm -hmm. remember one story I was teaching because I used to be a professor, I'm retired now, but I remember that this one poor family was burning wood, and it happened to be treated wood, um, and they were burning it in their stove, and they all got arsenic poisoning. And this was in the journal of the, this was in JAMA, so it was pretty mainstream journal, it wasn't some alternative kind of woo-woo journal. Yeah, so this is, uh, like you said, but a lot of doctors aren't really trained in environmental medicine, so you have folks like yourself that, that are kind of filling the gaps, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And and uh, some of the carcinogen, the chemicals that are in these products change the cell DNA. They um, 
they can cause the cells to actually divide at a faster or normal rate, um, which increases the chances that DNA changes will occur. So there's there's so much to think about when it comes to using these products and using anything in your home, on your body, just knowing that they're potentially affecting your health, your yeah, DNA, yeah. your um, environment. Uh, it's just it's once you start making the changes it's actually quite exciting i get so many people coming back to me that you know they're now teaching other people it's all about helping one another i feel like i'm paying forward what i was brought up on and i that's what that's my passion in life because i've witnessed way too many people specifically die of cancer and i've um i've also helped people uh, with their change in their lifestyle after they got cancer and for people and you know, I don't want people to get cancer I want them realizing before they get cancer or all these other illnesses that are out there that you can live a healthier life and potentially avoid these illnesses and cancer that are potentially and I throw the word potentially in there because I have to be cautious I never will say anything causes cancer um, even though I have firm belief. Well, it's kind of hard. You're right. It's hard to really track like what it is. caused the problem when people yep. have a diagnosis. So, you know, because just because they have the residue of the heavy metal or toxin in their body, we don't really know the cause. But we could see in, you know, that there's probably a very deep, deep causation. And it, it might be not the one, but they call it, uh, my my professor, Dr. Pizzorno, Joe Pizzorno, famous naturopath, he called it persistent organic pollutant or POP. And this mm -hmm. is if you Google POP in the literature, it can create, I mean, it, it's been linked to so many things, even diabetes. There's even some research that POPs may be more um, the cause of type 2 diabetes than actually sugar, which is toxic in of itself. So maybe it's a little bit of both, but amazing so how do they sneak these pops in in fragrant like in fragrances is that a big is that a big kind of thing that you want people to kind of you know walk away from when it says a fragrance on their thing and then also what do they clean their bodies with <laughs> yeah the number one thing when i help somebody detox their home or life the first thing i go t through is the word fragrance you can make a huge change in your life if you can avoid that word fragrance now it's on your laundry soap it's on your shampoo i know people love the smell of their hair smelling like fresh berries whatever it's not fresh berries it's chemicals in a lab being made and then they have to add more chemicals in there to get rid of some of the smell of the chemicals so, and, and, and something to understand about the word fragrance, which is very important. Why are they allowed to put the word fragrance on there and not put the ingredients on there is because of a, a law in the 1940s. I'm big on history because if we understand where we came from with all of this, you know, why, why was cancer not so prevalent back in the 20s, 30s, you know, 
it it definitely when you see the the rate of chemicals and then the rate of cancer they correlate but in the 1940s chanel number no. five went to the government and said we don't want to tell anybody what's in our our perfume and it's a trade secret and they said okay if you put the then you don't have to so put the ingredients in there so that is carried over for almost 100 years to now where products can use the word fragrance it can be it could be fragrance perfume perfume any of those three can be on any product and you do not have to put any of the ingredients in there the fragrance uh industry is huge it's just like the chemical industry because it is the chemical industry it's not the uh, everything in fragrance is chemicals basically all perfume um when a woman puts perfume right here i i cringe you're that's going right, right thyroid, into your right? thyroid yeah, yes right. one of our most important parts of our now, entire body uh, to be to be devil's advocate don't the chemical companies say well you know essential oils are chemicals they just come from plants they're phenolics they have a ring structure how are they any different from a synthetic ring i'm just kind of throwing it out there i'm sure you've heard fielded this question before well, I am not a scientist and I never want to be, but um, there's a difference between man-made, right? Man-made chemicals and something that comes from nature um, that essential oils are, that yeah. are not added. So, and then you, and that's a good question. Another question that always comes up and uh, well, you know, it's, it, it's safe at the levels in our product or it's a safe level of, um, whatever chemical it is well yeah if that's the only chemical you're putting in your body and your body has to somehow get rid of that but it's not the only chemical and how is that chemical that one chemical mixing with the other 168 maybe even more than that that's just what you're using on your body that's not what you're eating that's what you're you're, you're breathing in and coming in contact with hundreds and hundreds of chemicals potentially you have to fight off every single day and your organs right. have to work extra hard to get these somehow out of your system and i firmly believe they are affecting if you have that many chemicals in your system every single day you are going to somehow be affected by it whether you're i mean everyone's like you have so much energy how do i'm like I'm 60 years old. I do have a ton of energy. I go, 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 go. It's just one thing I say, you know, I have very little toxins in my body that my body has to work to get out. My liver, my kidney, you know, they work, they do what they can, but I don't think we were made to have to be inundated with thousands of chemicals every day. And nope. unfortunately, it's effect. And, you know, babies, babies is, are what I feel the most for. And I, I know umbilical cords are now being tested more for chemicals and they're finding hundreds of chemicals in babies, umbilical cord blood. Right, right. And right. because the mother is, is, is the culprit, obviously, unfortunately. And that's, that's how they're starting their life off. And, and all the, all the, different cancers of these little little children that that could potentially be avoided potentially be avoided and i'll tell you i even if there's a chance to avoid cancer where i can avoid every chemical i am going to avoid every chemical and that's my my viewpoint on this whole topic and that's my, what I, I i preach i teach i tell what i know 
to people to try to help you understand that you could potentially be avoiding a lot of different issues in your life if you avoid these chemicals. So I guess the first thing is to, you know, throw out these things, but then people would have to have knowledge about, like, let's say they have a rug and, you know, rugs tend to take on odors, they absorb things. And, you know, some people have rugs, unfortunately, you know, it's probably not a great thing, but they do. Well, rugs are not are as bad as do for the rugs, they say. Yeah. Rugs, area rugs are not as bad as wall right, to wall. As wall rugs. to wall, exactly. Yeah. Wall to walls use a lot of glue, which are toxic. They outgas. There's just nasty stuff that they use to put those wall to walls in. Plus, they accumulate, you know, odors and chemicals and things like that, too. They do. They do. And, and, you know, we didn't even touch on the fire retardants on. Uh, furniture that eventually gets into the dust and gets into your air in your home. Well, we um, mentioned the we mentioned the mattress fire retardants. It's, it's mattresses, yeah. There's thankfully there's start use. Thankfully, you can now start buying couches and other ones that are not sprayed with fire retardants, which, by the way, was caused by the cigarette companies that went to the government and said they wanted the cigarette company because people were dying in bed because they were smoking cigarettes. They wanted to, they went to the cigarette companies who are also extremely powerful and they wanted them to put something in the cigarette. So they burned out before they, you know, went to the end. So people wouldn't, I don't know. I don't know the theory behind that, but they said, we have a better idea. Why don't you have everybody spray all their furniture? And also for that matter, kids, pajamas, we're being doused in yeah. fire retardants. Right. My sisters used to have to go to Canada to buy their kids um, pajamas because the United States had that law. It's insanity to think they're, they're sleeping in fire retardants. It's all chemicals. So anyways, they that those things are starting to change. And, and those are the forever chemicals, T, right? Those, the, those are also the, the forever chemicals, the PFAS chemicals that... Yes. And uh, yes. And we haven't even touched on the water and what we're drinking in this in our country and how polluted our water is. And I would never drink tap water if I was anybody listening to this. You, Our tap water is just because of all these chemicals and pharmaceuticals and things being flushed down the toilet and spraying and herbicides and pesticides and more chemicals and more chemicals and more chemicals. I know I sound very negative, but I'm not. Ne- I I try to be. There's positive side to all of this, and it's understanding this and listening to your show, and all of the good advice you give, and just realizing you can make some simple changes in your life that could potentially really help your health in so many different ways. So one one easy thing is to, you know, drink out of glass. You know, absolutely. Store- Absolutely. Glass. Don't don't carry around the plastic bottles. They're destroying the oceans and the planet. So really cut down on the plastics. That's a pretty easy fix, I think. You know, yeah, true. Absolutely. You, could, you could drop your thermos and break it, but <laughs> just be careful, I guess. That's all I have are glass water. What about jars. deodorants and, and, and what they call haba, health and beauty aids? What can people do maybe to what, what what's a good natural deodorant? I use a couple drops of essential oil and believe it or not, some lemon juice. And that's that's fine. You know, the lemon juice changes the pH, yeah. retards the bacterial growth or whatever's growing down there. Uh, and, uh, you know, the essential oil doesn't seem to bother too much like the lemon oil. And, it, you know, it's 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 actually quite 
uh, or or you could I like lemongrass oil. That's one of my favorite ones to to use, and it's fine. I mean, you know, no one complains. <laughs> no one. No complain that's for sure so yeah no well you know deodorant first of all never use an antiperspirant ever use an antiperspirant you are causing your um uh help me here like the sweat glands the sweat sweat glands it basically blocks what you want to sweat you don't want to push these toxic sweat back yeah, into sweat, your sweat carries a lot of toxins, toxins through the sebaceous glands which are the yes. associated with the yeah exactly. you want them coming out you want that's to why sweat. saunas that's why saunas are very yes. important to kind yes. of when people come in and they they're pretty toxic i say you know you can probably get a sauna or or join a club or whatnot yep and, we have yeah. a we have a sauna here we t- uh, use all the time and so antiperspirant and not only is antiperspirant terrible for you they usually put aluminum in it that helps prevent the sweat um aluminum i mean anybody that knows about aluminum you never want aluminum anywhere near your body uh, specifically in your glands so uh there are a lot of very good deodorants out there that you do not um that are less toxic i would suggest even going to your Whole Foods, talk to the people there, look at what they have on their shelves. Typically Whole Foods or a health food store for that matter. And everybody has one everywhere you live. Talk to them. They are very educated at all these stores. Go online, search a little bit. Um, you know, I, I list ones um, that I recommend. I personally um, uh, use um, a product and I can't remember what it's called, but it's got alcohol. That's okay. We really can't, yeah. we really can't mention I don't, that's good. Show, I don't in like general people could get information by searching. Yeah, you, it's easy. There's so many out there right now. You just have to be careful the word natural. If it says natural, you want to, you want to definitely kind of run the other way because that's a, that's a code <laughs> word not to look at that product. If it says all natural. Yeah. Now you talked about cleaning your home. What are some tips that you said vinegar and baking soda? That's kind yeah. of so, so yeah, vinegar, you, baking soda, baking soda to scrub things and create a little abrasive action. And yep, abrasive, uh, um, baking soda. What we used to do as kids, and I still do it, I sprinkle the baking soda around the bowl of the toilet, let that sit for a little bit, go in with your scrub brush and a little uh soap and uh dish soap. Of like course. a Castile soap or something natural. Perfect, like perfect, perfect. And if you have, and if you have a little uh, essential oils, mint essential oils, peppermint, put it in there. Or a eucalyptus is awesome too. Or yeah, you, it turns out eucalyptus kills most viruses. It's yep, pretty, exactly. When you look at the oils, thyme and eucalyptus. Yep. Were, are very yep. uh, antiseptic. You know. Yeah, and you know what? It's so easy. Go online and look. All natural uh, ways to self uh, do it yourself, clean a toilet. You will see all these recipes are all over the place and they're wonderful. And you breathe it in and you feel like you're not breathing in like all those chemicals that they, they want you to put in your toilet bowl and you don't need them. You need a good brush and some of these, these ingredients and maybe a little vinegar and you're fine. You don't need everything out there and you're going to save money. Number one, we all like to save money, right? 
-hmm. Number two, you're going to have a less toxic uh, air. And number three, you're not polluting our waterways, which is another whole nother thing that you can feel good about too. Now you have an ebook that's uh, out, T, the top toxins to avoid. So I guess people could go on your website and read, check out your ebook. Tell tell the as we're running out of time. Unfortunately, we got yeah. about maybe five minutes or so. Sure. Tell us about how people could get in contact with you. Yeah. So my website is thegreenlivinggurus.com. And everything's listed there. Gurus, plural, right? Gurus. Plural, plural. Yeah. Thegreenlivinggurus.com. Um, all more my than one of you. <laughs> uh, well, you know, my sister, my sister okay. Jamie is also a guru. Oh, you I see. Yep. She's, she's actually, my sister's got a very uh, bad autoimmune illness that oh. is potentially, um, uh, it's for her, if she's around any chemicals that can send her to the hospital, she. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Some people are very, sen I mean, so yeah. sensitive to chemicals that throw them. I will and, get a headache. Yeah, I mean, a I, lot of my I, patients oh. are. I'm very sensitive to mold. Like I could smell mold a mile away, and I'm oh just, yeah, I have to keep you know humidity down and things like that. It's funny. My daughter's visiting from out. She lives out west now, and she's visiting the east coast. She hasn't been here in a long time, and she's like, "Wow, it's so damp and moldy here compared to where she lives in the high desert out west." So you don't really realize mold until you become very um sensitive to mold yeah. or exposed to mold and then you become hypersensitive to these things yeah it's big yeah you start to i mean it's it's to me everybody that i help with this you, you start to get excited you start to you have to take your own health into your own hands and it's um it might be overwhelming at first but you'll start getting excited about making these simple changes and all of a sudden you will start you know uh, smelling somebody's laundry detergent or going in somebody's home and you'll start feeling the effects of those chemicals we do not know people that i work with actually don't know they're not feeling well until they feel better so many times when i start to eliminate these toxic chemicals from their home and their life they're like oh my god i feel like I, my head's clear i can breathe so much better my house feels like it's not so uh, toxic. Uh, there's air. There's. I mean, you you feel it. It's it's quite amazing to the the um, the change and, that you will feel. Medics, you can you know brush your teeth with a little bit of uh, baking soda and maybe a drop of a essential oil on your toothbrush, and that's enough. Some people, yeah, a lot of people. They, they uh, toothpaste is a hard thing to get people to change. I. I used um, something that's um, tooth, toothpaste containers are one of the most toxic things that has been found in our oceans and are really affecting fish. The actual there containers are, themselves. Yeah, the plastic. I forgot how many millions they're finding and they're ending up in the ocean and along with, you know, many. So I actually, I'm on a, I get these little dots in the mail um, that, I have a glass container. I fill it up, and you know, there's there, and there's a there's a lot of that out there now. People want to avoid throwing things away. Make your right. own cleaning supplies. Make your own toothpaste. You can do that. You can even make your own deodorant, for that matter. We yeah. use actually we use coconut oil, right? Um, for a lot of things, you know, I if you have a smelly armpit at at, at work. 
I keep coconut oil in a little contact case. And if you smell, you just put a little coconut oil or alcohol. If you're at a party and you have smelly armpits, get a little vodka and it'll kill everything under your armpit. <laughs> and I'm serious. I've done this many times. My friends think it's so funny and they now are doing it. So, yeah, that's true. So many things. So I think, I think the best thing to do would be to go to your, People go to your website and read a lot of your tips that are out there yeah. in, with your book there, which is um, called uh, The Green Living Guru's Toxins to Avoid Ebook. Yes. So that would be so the Green Living Gurus Plural.com. Get that book, read about sustainable living, how to make your own things, how to ditch unhealthy chemicals. How to get chemicals out of your lives, get rid of the toxic overload. And that's, I think, uh, just a great lesson for people to um, take. Any last minutes in the last minute of the program there, T? Um, read your labels, know your ingredients, have fun. Um, if you can't you pronounce know. it, don't put it on your body, right? I guess. Oh, that's... yeah, absolutely. My sister says that all the time. If I don't know, if I can't pronounce it, I'm definitely not putting it on my body. And if <laughs> start looking up some of these ingredients, you'll start realizing and, you know, that uh, you don't want to put uh, Ben's weight on your body or eat uh, some of these chemicals. So it's yeah. um, it kind of I, I love it. I thrive on it. I have fun with it and try to have fun with it and take your time. Don't feel like you have to throw everything out right away. Thank you so much. You're and that welcome. does it for another edition of The Natural Nurse and Dr. Z, hoping that you live a happier and safer life. Stay healthy, folks. Bye. Take care.